subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider and a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a throwaway account and says, my boyfriend, 28 male, abandoned me, 32 female, on our date for his best friend, 28 male, who needed him. My boyfriend, Andrew, and I have been dating for two years. One of the main problems I have with him is that he's attached to an obsessive degree, if I'm being honest, to his best friend, Eddie. I'd even describe their friendship as Eddie being completely dependent on Andrew like a needy child would be. This is a problem because Eddie and I don't get along. He's always been hostile to me since the day we met for no reason, and I'm not the type of person who takes shit from anyone, so of course I'm equally hostile back. I'm also certain that Eddie is in love with Andrew. He can never keep a relationship for long, but anyone he dates is a carbon copy of Andrew in terms of looks. He also constantly touches Andrew whenever that whenever they are together, often kicking me off from my seat next to him so he can sit there. To me, it's rude to be so blatant about your feelings for a taken man, but I guess Andrew is willfully oblivious. Anyways, after a few weeks of work, I finally got back and wanted to veg at home. But no, Andrew wanted to take me out to the beach specifically in order to celebrate. I hate the beach, yet he still took me. So already, I was a bit pissed. But then it got worse when he told me that he had to keep his phone on because Eddie was meeting up with some guy he met online and Andrew was scared the guy was bad news. I was shocked. Eddie's a grown man and he can take care of himself. But I told myself I'd be reasonable. That was a big mistake because sure enough, two hours in, guess who calls? None other than Eddie. Begging Andrew to come and get him because he's scared for his safety. I saw red. Somehow a grown adult can't get himself home can't get home by himself and has to wait for my boyfriend to come get him, despite said boyfriend being 30 minutes away. He could have called an Uber or asked the staff at the bar for help, but instead decided to ruin our date. I cussed my boyfriend out, but he gave no shits and dropped everything to go to him, leaving me stranded with no ride at the beach I didn't want to be at. He all but ran to the car and dipped, all the while I was raging at him. He didn't let me go because he didn't want to stress Eddie out more since he knows we didn't like each other. I've decided to block him and he can make a grand gesture to win me back or I am done. Still, I'm not sure what to do. Even if he does take me back, how can I know he won't do this again? At the same time, besides his weird friendship with Eddie, he's basically the perfect boyfriend. 
And we're gonna start straight away in the comments with Spud Rosa who says, everyone sucks here. He's an asshole because of, well, all of it. You because of this, in quotes. He can either make a grand gesture to win me back or I'm done. Opie says, just stop with the rom-com fantasy world of yours. Squishy replies that and says, I agree because of this whole situation around the best friend when saying he couldn't make it home on his own. He's a grown man. Like, yeah, a grown man who is uncertain of his safety. Men are allowed to be scared. Seems like the type to be raised by someone who told men they aren't allowed to cry. Opie says, that's not what I'm trying to say. Man or woman, if you have money, internet access and a phone, which Eddie had all three, you can call an Uber to get out of the situation. No need to call Andrew, who was 30 minutes away. Clearly, he wasn't in that much danger if he could wait half an hour. Louis Avalon Max says, not the arsehole, but I think you need some therapy. Why would you agree to go to the beach when you hate it? You can say no. You say you don't take shit, but then it doesn't sound like that. You seriously allow him to move you from your seat. You're a pushover, and you need to learn some self-esteem. Stop allowing anyone to treat you like this. Your boyfriend chose his friend over you. You're worth more than that. Opie says, and quotes parts of it and says, good question. If I felt bad that I had been so emotionally unavailable for these past few weeks since work has been killing me lately, and he seems so eager to go to the beach that I just went along with it despite my annoyance. In quotes, do you seriously allow him to move you from your seat? And Opie says, yeah, I admit this is being a pushover. He doesn't physically pick me up and kick me off. That'd be silly, but sometimes if I get up to go get water or something and come back, Eddie's sitting there. I'm not going to be the bad guy and call him out, especially when Andrew clearly wants him there too. I don't let him do it every time, but I often let it slide, especially if I don't, Eddie's just gonna hover around anyway. Might as well take the opportunity to chat with others. Josie says the only unreasonable thing you're doing is contemplating taking your boyfriend back if he makes a grand gesture. Eddie is clearly in love with him and is doing his best to sabotage your relationship. Whether your boyfriend is in love with him as a potential romantic partner or not, he's been letting Eddie disrespect and be hostile to you since you've gone together. It's been very clear that Eddie will always come first in his life. Do you really want to be in a relationship where you take second place to anyone? Do you really expect this to change? If so, you're either more naive than you like to admit or deliberately sticking your head in the sand. Not the asshole dump this loser and let them get together. They deserve each other. Overall Hour says, everyone sucks here. Why are you in this relationship? What are you getting from being with a guy who is obsessed so much with his friend that he will leave you at the beach? Where you didn't want to be in the first place. I get that you're mad at the boyfriend, but you're making a grand gesture to get him back. Just get out of the whole mess and leave those two to live happily ever after. So OP comes in with their update and says, hey all, it's been a few days and I wanted to make an update on this post on relationships text got removed so you can read it here if you didn't see it i read almost all of your comments both positive and negative and it was truly a mixed bag a few people were saying that i was a narcissist who needed therapy some people were saying the complete opposite that it was andrew who needed therapy and finally a lot of people had genuinely thoughtful and insightful advice albeit opposing advice ultimately i decided to do what felt right i know i came across as toxic towards the end so i'm sorry about that I've gotten really defensive after everyone reached the same conclusion and at first I didn't want to accept it, but that's no excuse. Thanks to those of you who took the time to advise me. I appreciate it. On to the update. Though I blocked Andrew, we share some friends and they told me he desperately wanted to get in contact with me, but he would respect my wishes if I said no. I decided I would hear him out. I reasoned, he's done wrong, but if he sets boundaries with Eddie and reaffirms his commitment to the relationship, we can work through it. If not... We had done. 
I felt it would be childish to ghost him without having an adult discussion about our relationship. We met up and he looked sort of nervous when normally he's self-assured, so this immediately ticked me off as something being wrong. I started off by telling him that I was unhappy he constantly chose Eddie over me and he didn't seem to care about my feelings. Admittedly, I haven't been the best communicator myself, instead reverting to anger, so I apologize for that as well. He swore he didn't know that I don't like the beach, and if he had known, he wouldn't have suggested we go. So there's that. I said we could still make this work if both of us were willing to put in the effort, and he had a discussion with Eddie about what's appropriate for a friendship. Well, that isn't going to happen. He told me that he's so sorry that he led me on for two years, but he can't in good conscience stay in a relationship with me any longer, when Eddie still needs him. Despite the writing basically being on the wall, I wanted to confirm for certain, is he in love with Eddie? The answer is complicated. For context, Andrew is an extremely helpful person. The type of guy willing to give you the shirt off his back if you need it. This is especially apparent with Eddie. I had a suspicion that Eddie had some sort of mental illness, but I didn't know the extent until Andrew shared that Eddie's very depressed and has attempted in the past. It was actually Andrew who stopped him before it got to that point, and Andrew's felt a obsessive need to protect and care for him since. In Andrew's words, Eddie's very fragile and needs him. Then OP points to a user and says, you hit it right on the head. He swears up and down that nothing romantic has ever happened with them, whether that be kissing or anything more, which I believe. Still, Eddie is still the most important person in his life and will always be according to him. When we got into a relationship, he'd apparently convinced himself that he could have two most important people. But that isn't the case and he only just realized now, two years down the line. I asked him what will happen when he wants his own family he said that he won't marry anyone or have kids because it won't be fair to anyone involved, despite saying how much he wanted a family in the past. I suppose that was a lie, or maybe he only wants a family with Eddie. I don't know. So yeah, Andrew is so obsessed with slash dependent on Eddie that he's sacrificing the chance to have a family because of it. And to answer the question of whether he's in love with Eddie, he says he is straight, but he's never felt anything like when he's around Eddie. So now I write this, I think that could just be because they have a codependent relationship. I'm not fully convinced he's in love with Eddie in the romantic way, but rather loves Eddie so much that he's willing to do anything for him. Then again, I might be wrong. To me, this is super unhealthy, but it's not my problem anymore. He told me that he was really sorry and he hates that he did this to me. He seemed genuinely torn up about it too. But that's not changing the fact that two years of my life are wasted. I'm a 32-year-old woman who dreams around a huge family, yet I don't have a partner and I'm in no shape to get one anytime soon. Sure, I'm still relatively young, but time is ticking. He promised he'd set me up with someone as if that's going to make up for this. I doubt he'll do it anyway, since all he cares about is Eddie, or at least that's what it looks like. Probably think I sound so salty and angry right now. But it's because I am salty and angry. I don't have it in me to have a positive outlook right now. I know I should move on and stop feeding into my anger towards him, but it's only been two days, so I'm not about to do that anytime soon. Thanks again to those who have dealt with my BS in the comments. I know how infuriating it must have been, because rereading re them, I feel, I too feel annoyed at my past self. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. 
the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, I was talking to someone the other day, just like in real life, and a story popped into my head and it's by far one of my most favoritest stories on reddit albeit that i forgot about it for a while because it only popped into my head when i was was talking about cooking steaks and it is a story from 2015 it's a story i have read before but i would really love to read it again because you know i just love it and reading it out loud makes it even funnier to me for some reason but as i said it's one we've covered before it's the steak story i'll just say that if you have heard it before so feel free to skip it if that's what you want to do totally up to you won't be offended by it of course but it's from the today i messed up subreddit does have the wife's perspective in this as well (laughs) and it's called today i fucked up by throwing my steak out a window Last night, my wife's boss from her brand new job invited us over for dinner. On the drive over, my wife reiterated many times to me just how important it was to make a good impression. I scoffed and arrogantly informed my silly wife that I always make good impressions. (laughs) My wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just the three of us. We chit-chatted over drinks and salads and seemed to be really hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, perfectly appropriate jokes and my wife seemed pleased. Soon she brought out the main course, a nice big juicy steak for each of us. As I began to cut into my steak, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked the steak was. Now, I've had my fair share of rare steak. I prefer medium, but I can handle rare. This was several minutes on a hot grill short of rare. (laughs) I probably could have resuscitated the cow had I tried. Instead, I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating the steak. Claim veganism? No. I'd already feigned great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. Just then, our hostess excused herself to the kitchen to take care of some dessert preparations. As I looked across the fancy dining room table at the open window of this third floor story apartment, a cartoon light bulb appeared above my head. Ding! I knew I had to be decisive, realizing that she could return at any moment. 
I committed. I grabbed the stake with my hand, gently shook off the juice and executed a perfect throw right through the center of the open window. Here's the big time fuck up. <laughs> the window wasn't open. <laughs> it was the cleanest freaking window you've ever seen in your life. That is, until my mostly raw slab of steak slammed up against it and slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bloody juice in its wake. My wife, whose steak was a nice medium rare and was unaware of my predicament, turned, jaw dropped and stared at me like I was an alien from another planet. This look then slowly morphed into more of a there is no place on this planet you can ever hide from me expression of demonic anger. My wife's boss heard the thud of the steak on window impact and came quickly. She took in the scene. The steak still... <laughs> the steak sitting on the windowsill. The blood trail. My empty plate. And then gave me an inquisitive, puzzled look. I just didn't know what to say. It felt like a minute of silence, but it was probably three or four seconds. Finally, the best I could manage was, uh... I'm so sorry, I'm such a klutz. I don't know, I was just cutting it and it... It slipped. Just ask my wife. I am really a klutz, right honey? No help coming from that direction. I'll clean this up. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry, etc, etc. Both women continued to stare at me like I had escaped from the loony bin as I smeared the blood around the window with my cloth napkin, dusted off the stake and continued to mutter my incoherent explanation. I knew no one was buying the story. I knew what I had to do. I sheepishly returned to my seat and proceeded to eat every bite of that disgusting, cold, chewy, blood raw steak. I remained pretty quiet the rest of the evening. My wife's only two words to me since the incident are, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, her story always has me in absolute bits. The scene he paints where that steak just slowly slides down. But <laughs> there was a little update on that one that said, just got the first post, I'm fine communication from my wife via text who is at work. She said, good news, boss's name and I just had a good laugh over how much of a fucking idiot you are. I hope you know you will never live this down. Love you, you moron. <laughs> Someone did say to OP on this one as well. One question, OP. Let's just say the window was open and the stake is gone. She returns a minute later. What? You just tell her you devoured it. Someone else says, it's times like this when you should just fake a seizure. Someone else says, you should have grilled the steak under the pretense that you were killing off any germs it might have picked up on the floor. OP says, damn, that's a good idea. And another commenter says, all you had to do was ask if she could cook it a little longer. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But hey, look on the bright side, you have a funny story to tell your friends for years to come. Someone quotes OP saying, my wife's only two words to me since the incident are, I'm fine. And they say to that, the only reason I believe this story is because of that statement. And someone says, I just love the thought process. OP sees the window and in that instant thinks to himself, I fucking got this. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> So then two years after that initial incident, the wife comes in and gives her perspective and says, this actually took place a couple of years ago. I just got in a brand new job that I was really excited about. So I was delighted when my boss, who had been trying to establish a rapport with, invited me and my husband over to her home for dinner. Well, mostly delighted. My husband is, well, he's the sweetest, but he has a history of doing really dumb shit. Because of this, I was worried about him coming along. By the time the day of the dinner arrived, I became so anxious about it that I actually floated the idea by my boss that I wasn't sure if he'd be able to make it. She was clearly taken aback and responded, Oh no, I really hope he can. Have a dinner for three all ready to go. 
Upon seeing her dismay, I assured her that I was sure he would find a way to be there. Well, we made it over to her apartment on time and things actually started out really, really well. It was actually just the three of us, which surprised me somewhat, but made me a little less concerned about my husband, as crowds really tend to bring out his unpredictability. <laughs> I just, I, all I can do is picture his innocent little face. <laughs> I had just started to finally relax and was a couple of bites into a deliciously cooked steak when things took a horrible, horrible turn. My boss had just stepped into the kitchen to check on dessert when I noticed something odd out of the corner of my eye. It was one of those things where you know something strange is happening in your peripheral, but you're not sure what. You have to look over and focus your gaze to really comprehend it. I look over at my husband and see him holding the steak in his hand, <laughs> hovering it just an inch or two above his plate. Before I had a chance to fully comprehend what I was seeing and verbalize something that might have saved us all from the coming horror, he threw his steak, baseball style, across the room, straight into the dining room window. It hit the window, making a loud noise and slowly slid down. Now, my husband does dumb shit. I already told you that, but he's not a crazy person. Usually when he does dumb shit, I at least understand what he's thinking. There's usually some semblance of rhyme or reason to the dumb shit. In this case, I was just dumbfounded. I couldn't believe my eyes. I couldn't wrap my head around what was going on. I stared at him with what must have been the most confused look and watched as he stared back at me as the expression of utter horror painted across his face. I couldn't make any sense of what was happening, but I also didn't have time to try. I heard the footsteps of my boss coming to see what the sound was. It suddenly sunk in that it didn't matter why he did what he did. He did it, and we're all about to come face to face with a very awkward situation. I could feel the anger flush through my face. For a brief moment, I contemplated trying to help my husband get out of this. But no, this was his dumb shit bed and he could lie in it. Not like there was any possible recovery anyway. My boss walks in and sees the steak line on the windowsill. There's the fucking longest, most awkward pause where we all just sit there frozen. My boss and I are staring at my husband, forcing the ball into his court as the cringe just hangs in the air like an ocean fog. He finally managed to mutter some incoherent garbage about being a klutz and even tries to get me to back him up. I leave his ass out to dry in the deafening silence. He makes a poor attempt at cleaning the window and retrieves his steak. Mercifully, my boss asks me a question about work and we both dive eagerly into conversation. We all resume the rest of the evening pretending that he isn't there. A sort of unspoken agreement by all of us that this is the only way to move forward. As soon as we got in the car, my husband turned into a nervous chatterbox trying to explain himself. Turns out the dumbass didn't like the way his steak was cooked. Rare. And get this, he thought the window was open. My husband, ladies and gentlemen, tried to chuck his steak out of a three-story window. He thought that was a reasonable solution to being served an undercooked steak. A year or so later, my boss hosted a Christmas party for the company at a newly built home. My best friend Jenny was my plus one. Note, my husband told this from his perspective a couple of years ago and it was a popular post. Someone suggested I should tell it from my perspective. Hope our discomfort brings a little joy to you fine Redditors. Edit, okay guys, I probably overplayed the dumb shit angle. Yeah, he's known for acting without thinking things through. This moment does not represent the norm. From my perspective, in this moment, he looked like a loony bin character gone mad, which is what makes the story so funny in retrospect. Go read his perspective and his actions. Look at least a little bit less crazy. You don't. <laughs> my husband is a fun-loving, kind husband and father who makes life very fun. Edit 2. No, my husband is not on the spectrum or crazy. 
Although I get that may seem like a valid conclusion if you all know this one event. Usual dumb shit is more of your everyday impulsiveness, like immediately saying the slightly inappropriate thing that comes to mind. If he would have done that, it wouldn't have shocked me at all. This of course shocked me because he normally doesn't do things that make him look insane. Not sure why some seem to be taking the he often does dumb shit to mean he often does completely insane things. And I feel like I was making the exact opposite point. Oh well. Glad that most of you got some small bit of enjoyment out of your day from the story. Also, we all have our faults. I joke about my husband not thinking things through. He jokes about my preoccupation with what others think of me, etc, etc. A commenter says it would have been amazing if he pulled it off only to have the stake splat on the windshield of her car. Another user replies that saying it would have been more amazing to hear his ridiculous halfway explanation to how he ate the entire steak in a matter of a few seconds. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of like different scenarios about the window being open and it actually flies out and just like lands on top of someone's head or something. <laughs> I just discovered, I won't read it here, but you can certainly find it. And I'll, I'll send you a link if you want it. Someone made up the story like from the stakes perspective <laughs> about them being frisbeed across the room. <laughs> it's absolutely hilarious, mind you. But I gotta say, that is one of my favorite stories on Reddit. And thank you if you did hang around to listen to it, even if you've heard it before. Thank you so much today for being involved in the stories and, you know, just getting involved every single day. Your love, your support, your time, your comments, your, your just continued support is absolutely amazing. So thank you so much for being involved and hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. But then along came a time when you crushed my dreams Oh yeah, you played me like a fool And you made me believe that the line between love wasn't thick enough to read Oh yeah, you see we in despair, crime everywhere You're selling false hope cause you just don't care Nah, uh, you just don't care Nah, 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 you just don't, just don't The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eye brow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.